in the name of accountability, let's go ahead and look back at our week nine performance with our sleepers. Taylor Heineke was our QB on the week who finished as quarterback 15. Outperformed his ranking, which is always a win. I'll beat a little one, but we will take that. Deion Jackson, unfortunately, didn't get the passing volume we were looking for and left the game for some time with a knee injury, uh, which is still seeming to limit him in practice this week. He still outperformed his ranking, which is good, and did finish inside the top 36 running backs, which we do love to see. DeAndre Carter had a very solid week, finishing as wide receiver 28 on the week in half PPR, just outside the wide receiver 2 range. And then Isaiah likely showed us exactly why tight end is such a weird position this year he had one catch and it was for 24 yards but it scored a touchdown and that was good enough to finish as tight end nine on the week overall we'll take these small wins especially with as crazy of a year as 2022 has been and without further ado let's hop right into our sleepers for week 10 with russell wilson is it crazy that we're calling russell wilson a sleeper this year yeah it is but he's our quarterback 19 on the week that's how the cookies kind of crumbled this year. Russ has been very, very disappointing, sitting at quarterback 21 in overall scoring and then quarterback 24 in points per game, uh, minimum three games played to get Joe Flacco in there. Uh, but this week is his chance to get right. With his pass catchers mostly healthy, you know, the running back room is still in shambles, but it is what it is. Judy's healthy, Sutton's healthy, Dulcich is healthy. He gets to face a Titans defense that is currently allowing the six most points to opposing quarterbacks in football. Couple that with a league best run defense uh, from the Titans as they are first in DVOA against the run. They are a beatable team against the sky as they only rank 15th against passing offenses right now. Russ, hopefully, can take advantage of this trio of Sutton, Judy, and Dulcich and throw his way back into relevancy this year, which I know many, many managers in leagues that are still rostering Russ or two quarterback leagues where you're still starting him would be very, very happy for. Next up, looking at running backs, we're going to ride the hype train a little bit and focus on Jalen Warren, our running back 45 on the week. Warren is the backup to Najee. And he's got a lot of buzz this week as many reports have come out about Warren getting a chance at a bigger role down the stretch. Warren has been much more efficient than Najee this year, and as this Pittsburgh team looks for a spark, they may just turn to Warren to give them this spark, especially with their other best athlete, Chase Claypool, now a part of the Chicago Bears, and we'll talk about him in just a minute. Ranking at 10th in true yards per carry and having a near-identical 10-yard touch amount as Najee and, neither a hunt and nearly 100 less touches, Warren really has a chance to break out this game against a Saints defense that is 16th against the rush and is very beatable. I'm not projecting a running back one or running back two finish by any means, but with these sleepers, we're just looking for them to outperform their rankings. And I think Warren should be able to finish inside the top 36 if the volume increase that is being very heavily rumored is in fact there. Speaking of former Pittsburgh Steelers who are now on new teams, like the Chase Claypool guy I just mentioned, we're going to talk about Chase Claypool, who's sitting at our wide receiver 46 on the week. Claypool stepped right into a very solid role in his first game as a Bear, pulling six targets, playing less than 45% of the snaps, and only running routes 50% of the time. He was also a missed DPI call away from a big catch that might have won the Bears game, the game, or at least sent it into overtime as they would have been within field goal range. His target share tied for second on the team with Cole Komet, and given just a, that he had just a few days to practice prior to this game, that's something that's really inspiring to see for any Claypool managers that are still out there. This week, he gets a Detroit defense that is currently allowing the fifth, fifth most points to opposing wide receivers and is sitting at 26th in DVOA against the pass, one of the worst defenses in football. 
This matchup is phenomenal, and I personally believe we're just scratching the surface of what Claypool can do in this offense, and I think he's in a perfect spot to be a very big target for Justin Fields down the stretch. Looking at our tight end, look, we are going with Cade Otten, who is our tight end 21 on the week. I know the Bucks have been very disappointing this year, and many of the pass catchers have struggled as a result, but Otten is in a smash spot here if Cameron Brait does not play. Otten's had some very good games this year, and he's getting a Seattle defense that is currently allowing the most points to tight ends in football. And if there's anything that we have learned with tight ends this year, it's to just play the matchups, hope for the best, if Otten can find his way into the end zone this week and see the volume that he's been seeing as of late, that should be just enough to give us a tight end one finish that we are looking for, especially out of a guy who should be available on most waiver wires. Thank you all for tuning in to our week 10 sleepers. My name is Jake. You can follow me on Twitter at Perry underscore FF. You can follow all of the JWB team at JWB underscore FF. Make sure you like the video, subscribe for more fantasy football focused content throughout the year, and we will see you all in next week's video.